friends, and welcome back to another episode of That's Valid, a podcast on wellness, travel, and lifestyle with a little bit of spice. For this episode, I'm so excited to share with you my personal experience with chakra healing here in Sidamin, Bali, but also a little bit on what I've learned in my research over the past couple of years. This is something that I really started paying attention to in recent years and have just been fascinated. So I kind of love that I'm in such a spiritual place that I can learn even more so and build on that. So I will be talking about my own personal experience and some of the research I've done and just some tips and some affirmations that you guys can follow along for to align your chakras. So since I really started paying attention, more attention to chakras in general since COVID started, I feel like I always kind of knew about them from my dad growing up um, and the little that I did read here and there. But it kind of grew into this real obsession since COVID, I would say. So I feel I have a lot of input now. Uh, So thank you, COVID, for one of the things that was positive that came out of this because it really did kind of help me realize more about the spiritual aspect of chakras and kind of what it means and what you can do constantly to align yourself and make yourself feel more spiritually intertwined. So let's get into it. I went to Sidamin for a few days last week, which is about two to three hours away from where I live in Chenggu, here in Bali. Sidamin, first off, is just a stunning, really rural area, surrounded by mountain views. Mount Gung, which is one of the largest mountains in Indonesia, is just kind of towering over Sidamin. So it's beautiful. Everywhere you look is just kind of greenery and mountain views and waterfalls are nearby. It's such a small little community, but it's just, you can just tell it's very spiritually intertwined and very beautiful. So this was automatically such a beautiful place to be at for such a incredible experience like healing so i already felt very privileged (laughs) i decided to go here for a little solo retreat honestly because i was getting over a parasite so that was a lot of fun let me tell you um and basically if you don't know what a parasite is uh sometimes you can get sick from certain things or have like a small little it's what they call a parasite almost like worms i guess is what the doctor told me but what this ha- this happens from certain things and I didn't know you could also get it from a mosquito actually which is how they think that I might have gotten this particular parasite but also you can get it from water poisoning or food poisoning as well and it just kind of lasts a little longer than if you were to get food poisoning for example it's usually about 24 hours this lasted for a couple days and I had a lot of side effects um, and also two to three weeks prior to me getting really really sick um i completely lost my appetite so i think that also had to do with this parasite unfortunately (laughs) so good times good times but also because i felt like i really needed a getaway and to kind of recenter i don't know why i was feeling incredibly off um and it's not there's not always like a particular reason why you might feel like that sometimes you don't really need to define it sometimes you just kind of need to sit with yourself and let yourself feel what you need to feel so that's kind of why i went to Sidamin in the from the start and i tend to go for more of the earthy spots i would say i just really appreciate 
being surrounded by greenery um, sometimes rather than ocean. I feel like maybe that's because I grew up around the ocean, so I already kind of had that experience and I feel more grounded and calm around the earth, but also I'm a Capricorn, so it does make sense on that level as well. (laughs) I am an earth sign. So yeah, it was just kind of new and exciting to be in this new place, but also be surrounded by something that I love so much. So I got to my villa and I just remember I kind of sat in the grass outside my place for a bit, just kind of taking it all in because it was just a lot quieter than where I live here in Chenggu. And I was just staring at Mount Gung right in front of me because as you step out of my place, the view is incredible. Um, And it's also very affordable over there. So it was just a lovely experience to be able to afford the getaway uh, to start with. So it was just nice to sit with myself in nature and I sat barefoot for a little bit, just kind of connecting with the earth. So I think that was something that I really needed to do and I haven't really had the chance to make time for it. So that's how my day started as soon as I got there. And the healer I signed on with uh, for the experience is actually, I found out, one of the most well-known healers in Bali, but also in this area. It's such a small community and I found out he's pretty much the main healer like he's been healing for over 15 years and there was this main temple that you could tell it was already pretty big but they were also adding construction to it and as we drove past my driver said oh yeah that's where the healer you're going to see he heals all the time over there Um, but right now it's being reconstructed and actually the whole community chipped in to fix this Uh, temple and build more of it and make it larger because the community is kind of growing around this healer so it was really cool to experience that and kind of take note that wow this healer is very popular but also the community is really supportive of him and the family that he has so I thought that was very beautiful and to be able to experience that with him (laughs) so the healer's name is Mangu Mastra and Monku actually means holy man. He was discovered to be a healer from a young age and has practiced in natural medicine and yoga and meditation for over 15 years. And his son, Gede, uh, spoke the most English and updated me on how this kind of chakra experience would work because his father doesn't speak as much. But So the entire healing experience was in broken English, but I understood and I felt a lot of it to be honest, so I didn't really need a lot of clarification sometimes because I already felt like I knew what he was talking about and saying to me. Essentially, he explained that this healing is meant to open up the seven main energy centers, and these are known as chakras. How do you open the chakras? So for him, he uses mantras, spiritual chants, um, together with certain herbs and oils, and they're all natural, and they make them in the village, actually. So these are considered like holy oils and holy water, almost, pretty much. And these are used on certain pressure points of the body, as well as in the chakra massage along the spine. So very fascinating already. I honestly felt a bit nervous going into it because it's just something I've never tried and anything I've never tried obviously that's a human response but I feel like my prior knowledge about chakras honestly came in handy to understand some of like the deeper meaning that he was reviewing with me so first I'll review the chakras just so you guys uh, for those who don't know what chakras are or what chakra is which um, I'm going to review them so that 
you kind of understand what I'm even talking about when I explain my experience and kind of go over a little bit of my basic knowledge of what that means or what each means. And then I'll go into what my own experience was like, obviously. So the seven chakras. So starting from the bottom up, which is traditionally how it's done. First, we have the root chakra, also known as Muladhara. It's located in the tailbone area and the color it envisions is usually red and its element is earth. So, and this element usually has to do with like, um, essentially if you're aligned with your root chakra, then you feel stable, safe, and kind of this sense of comfort and almost grounding with where you're at in your life. If you don't feel this, it usually means like a sense of chaos or you feel really overwhelmed constantly. You're not able to kind of like sit with yourself. Yeah, that usually means that that chakra is misaligned or is kind of um, stuck in some sort of way. Second is the sacral chakra, or the Svatisthana chakra, located below the belly button. The element is water, so fluidity, and its color is orange. Often this has to do with uh, creativity and emotion, sex and intimacy are also intertwined. If you feel you don't enjoy sexual pleasure or spiritual intimacy, or maybe you feel some sort of creative block, it could mean that your sacral chakra is blocked or stuck. Then we have the third chakra. It's the solar plexus or the Manipura chakra. A beautiful yellow color, one of my favorites. And the element is fire and it encompasses the stomach. Obviously one I struggled with physically (laughs) with a parasite. What's interesting about this one though is it centers around personal identity and self-esteem and the ego. So often we're told that the stomach ties into our emotions, right? We're saying like gut health often has to do with anxiety and stuff like that going on within us. So it's really interesting that it's tied here with chakras, with the ego reactions. Maybe um, what could be a block is the solar plexus chakra. You might feel your sense of purpose is muddled or react more with the ego than the higher self. That usually means it has to do with the stomach area. So I found that pretty fascinating that once again, we're told that there's this major deep connection here that we often don't pay attention to, I feel like. Fourth is our heart chakra or the anahata located in the chest and its element is air which represents freedom and its color is this bright, beautiful green. This is the chakra that encompasses love and compassion, both to others, but also to yourself. And I feel like that isn't talked about enough. I feel like oftentimes people will be like, oh yeah, just love everyone. Send that energy out. Also send that energy to yourself because you know, too much of one direction, I feel like that's how it get stuck or you have a misalignment going on with the heart chakra. If you're balanced here, you'll have a harmony of spirit and love and feeling very open to love as well. Fifth is the throat chakra or the Vishuddha located in the center of the neck, shown with a light blue color and the element of sound. If this is aligned, you feel confident with how you communicate, uh, you feel clarity, you feel like you can express yourself very freely. Yeah, mostly I think about it's very physical but also spiritual. So it works both ways. When you feel like you can't have the confidence to speak on something, that could also be a spiritual issue. So I think like acknowledging it physically, like what's going on with my actual throat, but also what am I feeling from this? Um, 
do I feel like there's some sort of block? Where is the lack of confidence coming from? The sixth chakra is the third eye. And this is honestly my favorite one. It's why I got it tattooed on me. <laughs> it's located in the middle of your eyebrows. It's the spiritual center, also known as Ajna. And it's represented by the color indigo and the element of light. So also one of my favorite things. I have tattoos all over my body kind of encompassing different forms of light or having some something to do with light and darkness or something along those lines so yeah this is a major chakra for me and i feel like i definitely pay attention to it constantly essentially it's the main portal for higher knowledge spirituality visualization etc if you're aligned here it means that your intuition and your trust in your intuition is extremely strong so you feel like you go with your gut you feel very confident in your decisions you feel like you're intertwined with your spiritual self and your higher self and you trust the decisions that you make through that so there is no like second guessing when it comes to that and i feel like that is something that happens over time as well so don't feel discouraged if you don't feel like you're there yet because i feel like just even maybe even a year ago or two years ago i was not as trusting of my intuition and it was really harder than it seemed for me lastly the seventh and the final chakra is the crown or the sahasara chakra located at the top of the head and its element is thought self-realization and enlightenment and it is shown in the color purple which is a very spiritual color i it took me a long time to realize it but I kind of went down this rabbit hole where I realized purple is actually kind of this rare color in nature and there's a lot of theories as to why it became this kind of very spiritual signifier, especially in Hindu culture. And if you're not aligned with the chakra, you might feel lonely, depressed, anxious, or confused with this one because there's kind of this lack of enlightenment. There's this lack of self-realization. You don't really feel like you have this purpose. You don't feel like you're very understanding of who you are as a person. And what's really interesting is there's so many ways to look at chakras. There's this elemental balance, right? We see earth, water, air, fire, sound, light, thought, to also the physical body parts and the organs that are affected as well. So for instance, the I'm going to kind of go down the line again. The crown chakra affects the spinal cord and the brainstem. The third eye affects the eyes and the pituitary and the pineal glands. The throat affects the respiratory system, the mouth, the tongue, vocal cords. Um, and also in Chinese medicine, the tongue is also very important to seeing what other areas are blocked, actually. Little fun fact for you. The heart chakra affects the heart and lungs, and the solar plexus affects the intestines, pancreas, liver, bladder, stomach, those with IBS or gastrointestinal issues. You may want to focus on pressure points that are that unblock your solar plexus and kind of focus more on that one. The sacral chakra affects the bladder, the ovaries, kidneys, bowel, spleen, and the root chakra affects testes, kidneys, and spine. So I also find it interesting that uh, it kind of genderizes a little bit with sacral versus root and what it affects. So that's also really interesting. The belief is through understanding uh, which you struggle with or what 
which you struggle to balance, you can then focus intentionally on those in particular to kind of find harmony. So it's kind of identifying, it's a lot of like deep realization um, unless you do choose to see a healer like I did, uh, to understanding what is blocked, what are the chakras in particular that you feel you might be lacking in, that you feel you might be struggling with compared to the ones that you might focus way too much on or something. So it's all about this kind of balance and noticing what is lacking in your life a little bit more. If you have problems with your gut health and intentionally seek to heal your gut, uh, seek pressure points that help release pressure on your solar plexus, or you try yoga poses that release and aid the stomach, as well as trying out daily mantras or affirmations, then you create energy through mind, body, spirit to kind of unblock that chakra. And that's where the belief kind of stems from, is focusing on these points so that you can feel completely aligned throughout your entire body and kind of uh, smile through every part of your body, which I'll go into with my personal experience. Hi friends, thank you so much for listening to this episode of That's Valid. Just wanted to say how grateful I am for each and every one of you. If you like this episode, don't forget to like, subscribe, and check out this episode's notes. And check out this episode's notes for more ways to follow along on social media or sign up to join the Backpacking Bee community online. Now let's get back to this episode. Mangu Mastra discussed the chakras and we kind of reviewed them together when I first walked in uh, into the healing room in his house. And I then laid down on the bench that he had. It's like a like a massage bed, I guess, but I call it a bench. Um, and he discussed what he initially felt kind of just emanating from me, which is really cool. I've never really done anything like that before, so it was very unique. What he said first was that he felt that I am spiritually intertwined with his religion, which is Hinduism, and maybe other beliefs, he said. And he wasn't wrong. I consider myself interested in quite a few different religions, um, I feel like I might have talked about this previously a little bit, but I'll go into it a little bit more. So I consider myself interested in different religions, but I guess some sort of intertwine of Hindu and Christian mostly is what I've studied the most and kind of found a lot of interest in the most. So I did find that a little interesting that that was the first thing that right off the bat he could tell about me. Uh, He then said that I was from a place similar to Bali, coming from a good place that also has a beautiful mindset of the world. And I'm not going to lie, I felt a lot of warmth kind of radiating from this comment, honestly, because coming from Hawaii is something I've always loved. It's a beautiful privilege to come from such a spiritual place, honestly, and I could not be more grateful for it, where people are just intuitively kind to each other. And, you know, we have this thing called the Aloha Spirit, and always it's 
it's always imminent and it's just this kind of made me feel a sense of calm a sense of home in this random place that I've never been before you know so I did really appreciate that he I wasn't expecting that too because I was like okay we're gonna get right into it you know and then all of a sudden he's talking about my homeland and I'm like I love this you know of course I kind of need that reminder to really feel grateful for where I've come and where I am now and yeah he then began chanting and opening up the energy spheres using oils and herbs and I closed my eyes for the rest of the session because I just kind of wanted to be more in the moment and I feel like if I have my eyes open I'm not really going to focus as much <laughs> I get really distracted very easily so this is all based on what I heard mostly but each chakra took a good a, a pretty good amount of time as he opened the sphere and understood what was necessary to unblock. Uh, he hit certain pressure points and did certain massages on the feet and hands specifically, um, as well as along the spine, and transferring energy into each specific chakra area uh, to realign and kind of gauge what was necessary. And at the end of it, he sat me up and essentially told me that my Solar plexus was very sensitive. I was not surprised to hear that after being sick and kind of forgetting my gut health quite a bit around that time. I felt this was spot on pretty much. And that my third eye is very strong and I probably should develop it even further. So being that the third eye is something that I am fascinated by, I do kind of agree that I don't make enough time for it. So this is something that I really took to heart and was kind of a reminder that I needed in the moment. And then he went into the fact that I have a large blocking in my heart chakra. So he said that I have felt pain from a loss and also had my heart broken a few times in the past. And now I hold some of that pain inside still and that I give my love to some but not all and don't always give enough to myself despite my capability of doing so. So at this point, I did start to cry a little bit because I was just kind of overwhelmed with this reminder. And I didn't know, like, I thought I was doing fine. I thought that I was, like, really thriving and giving a lot of my love to other people. But I do realize where I could see the blocks and <laughs> see where I'm not as comfortable with it anymore or the fact that I have lost someone very important to me my grandmother and I do kind of see some walls after that and kind of breaking down the barriers of that is not easy of course losing anyone I totally feel feel for you if you have lost someone recently or just at all the pain still kind of stays with you no matter what but yeah, I just really appreciated this part of the healing process because it was something that I didn't even know that I needed. So it's pretty incredible. And I had chills all over my body. The fact that someone else could bring up something that I didn't necessarily know about myself to this extent. Your love is so big, he said. You hold so much inside. You hold so much inside though, and for that, I'm so sorry. I see so much pain from the world and what you've gone through, but it's time to release it as it no longer serves you. Those were his words. I honestly wrote them in my journal as soon as I 
finish this session because they stuck with me so much. And I feel like this is something that as empathic people in the world, it's so easy to kind of fall into this uh, same cycle of giving your love to other people and, you know, helping other people where you can, but then understanding that you also need to give that same energy to yourself, especially. We often fall into this kind of cycle, right, where you give so much love as empathic people in the world to all these other people, but you kind of need that reminder every now and then to give that same energy, that same amount of energy that you give to everyone else, also to yourself, because it is so important how how you're even able to help those people eventually. If you want to help people in general, you have to be able to have the energy for that and feel like you yourself are confident in yourself for that so this was just exactly what I needed to be reminded about in that moment and it wasn't something I was expecting to hear about myself honestly so maybe it was the shock of it but maybe the kind words he kept saying but it unleashed a lot of sadness in me in that moment and I didn't realize I had that much sadness still in my chest area, in that heart chakra area. So I just started tearing up and he touched my shoulders and said, all of the stress and the anxiety that I hold is something I have to learn to let go of because I'm deserving of good things, of happiness. And I just feel like that is exactly what people need to hear, what people need to validate within each other is that we are deserving of good things. What we've been through in our lives doesn't define us. And I feel like so often we feel because of our traumas, because of what we've gone through in our lives, we somehow aren't deserving of good things because that's just what we're used to. We're used to the chaos of trauma, of life just being chaotic. And I think that's why so often we hold it within our bodies we hold all of that tension and that stress and we don't really know what to do when things go smoothly, when things go so right. So I think it's such a good reminder to know that we are deserving of good things, no matter the background, no matter what you've been through, no matter what you look like, it doesn't matter. We are deserving of good things. And that was a reminder that was just very much needed and very beautiful. He said... It's very simple, Bianca. If it makes you happy, you follow that. If it doesn't, you let it go. Repeat that as a mantra every morning. And I have, I have been doing it every single morning. If it makes you happy, you follow that. If it doesn't, you let it go. Simple. (laughs) He then said, smile through your heart and not your head. You think so much with logic and reason, but you're a lover. Think with your heart more and you will be happy. You will find your purpose in that. And that was a total eat, pray, love. I was like geeking out because it sounded exactly like eat, pray, love to me, to be honest. Smiling through different body parts is fascinating to me, but I understood what he meant. That often when I'm chasing happiness, I have to kind of set myself back a little and say like, oh, okay, well, let's do it when we can afford it or let's do it this way or because that makes more sense. That's more logical. And this was such a good reminder that sometimes it doesn't always make sense 
And it doesn't have to because that's just what your heart feels. That's what your intuition is going with. And that's a spiritual gift in a lot of ways that you are able to kind of understand what you want in this life and what your purpose is. You find your purpose, your spiritual purpose in your heart, not in your head. Your head is just there for the logical. And this was a good little reminder from him. So then he reviewed poses and mudras, which if you don't know what mudras are, they're yogi hand poses that are associated with meditation and certain chakra releases. So if you ever see someone with the typical when they're sitting in the um, cross-legged yogi position and they're meditating and you see them with an okay symbol on their hands that's probably their mudra that they they chose for that and the idea is that these poses are associated with different chakras and different energies and so they also play a role in kind of the release of different energy or release of certain blockages so these were given for me so that i can put kind of more time in those that i struggle with uh, especially the heart chakra so that was also a cool part of the experience and then he prayed over me and said i would most likely get very sleepy after this (laughs) because of the energy it takes to align so that's also something i wanted to touch on is If you do decide to go to a healer, just know, like maybe don't plan anything after the fact because it does take a lot of spiritual energy out of you. And he wasn't lying. I went to bed around 8 p.m. that night. (laughs) My healing ended around 6, I think, and I just kind of went home and laid there. And I didn't feel the need to go on any sort of technology. Um, I still kind of posted a little bit on my story, but that was it. And then I went to bed. So very simple. (laughs) And the next day, I honestly woke up smiling. I shit you not. I was very surprised by how light I felt. I don't know how else to say that. I just felt very like weightless. I felt incredibly weightless. Like there was nothing on my shoulders and I could just kind of glide along and do what I wanted for the day and follow my happiness and follow my bliss. So very, very beautiful experience. And I highly recommend Mangumastra in Sidamin if you haven't been able to experience that yet. Something I really feel is understanding more of myself on a deeper level equals this priority for me. It's understanding that there are levels to our depths as spiritual beings and what balance means to each of us because it could really differ depending on who you talk to. For me, balance is mostly about yin and yang. I feel like that's what I tend to focus on. Uh, It's what I learn the most about and also what I put in my celestial planner that I created online. I feel very strongly about this intertwine of masculine and feminine, moon and sun, Uh, So I always just kind of loved yin and yang specifically, but I think chakras fascinate me because it's a little more intricate and vast in what it entails. So I'm going to end this episode giving you affirmations for each chakra and hope that you try them out and let me know what you think. Um, I do recommend trying affirmations in the morning to kind of start your day off, but if you decide to do them at night, that is totally okay too and totally valid. 
the root chakra so I am grounded I am grounded something to remind yourself that you are safe that you are grounded that you are understanding of yourself and who you are and where you are sacral chakra I am creative I am creative, I am sexual, I am understanding of who I am, and I can embrace my creative side and my sexuality. Solar plexus, I am strong. I am strong, I am healthy, my gut is healthy, my gut is smiling. (laughs) I am I am embracing my higher self rather than my ego self. Heart chakra, I am loved. I am deserving of love. I am deserving of the love that I give to others. Throat chakra, I am expressive. I am expressive and I am confident. I am confident in the words that I express, in the conversations that I have. I am confident in myself. Third eye, I am intuitive. I am intuitive and I embrace my higher self and my intuition. Crown chakra, I am divine. I am divine and I am enlightened and it is beautiful. I am magic. Thank you friends for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed and found some sense of interest in this topic. If you feel you have a story to share or just want to chat, check out this episode's notes to get in touch with me. I'd love to hear from you. I hope you all have a beautiful week. Love and light.